Hello and a very pleasant welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. Glad to have you along. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. You can reach me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org or you can call my voicemail at 314-996-1520. Well, this morning, some thoughts about the ascension of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which shows you that Jesus is who he has claimed to be, the Son of God, the Savior of the whole world, the one who is coming back in the same manner as he was seen going into heaven. Luke starts out in Acts 1, which relays just exactly what happened. He writes, in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up. And after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, so you and I do have an accurate record of Jesus Christ, what he did and what he taught. And that teaching accuracy was conveyed on over to the apostles by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Indeed, the scriptures are accurate. Luke also has written in the first chapter of his own gospel, inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, O most excellent Theophilus that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. So Luke the doctor brings his meticulous narrative from the Gospel of Luke on over to the book of Acts. So you know these events really took place. And Jesus, as the scripture has said, really did present himself alive to the disciples after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them for 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. There are many compelling proofs. St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. And then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. Well, of course, St. Paul was referring to himself when he was, and you'll remember that from Scripture, when he was knocked off the chariot on the Damascus Road. So the account of Jesus of Nazareth is extremely well attested to. In the account in Acts, it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So the disciples knew they had to wait before they went out and proclaimed the gospel until the Spirit came upon them at Pentecost. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
No, Jesus was not going to restore the kingdom at this time, even though the disciples might have wanted that. Instead, Jesus once said, my kingdom is not of this world. So the disciples would be carrying out a message that was not of this world and expanding the invisible kingdom of God. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So you get the exact truth here, just as Luke promised in his gospel. These are facts, not hearsay. The angels that appear demonstrate completely the authenticity of what occurred that day. He ascended. He therefore must return to take back with him his church, namely all believers in Christ, including you and me. Meanwhile, he sits at the Father's right hand as the Son of God and the second person of the Holy Trinity and the Savior of the world, ready to come back at the appointed time. Jesus Christ is real. He is alive right now. He is in heaven and he is going to return so that heaven will be your home as well. The hymn writer has said it well. I'm but a stranger here. Heaven is my home. And Jesus himself once said, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Indeed, Jesus is real. And since the account, as Luke has related, it is real, then also you have to admit, heaven is real. The ascension is real. The ascension provides a boost to the Christian's faith and creates an hors d'oeuvre type atmosphere that says, hey, I've tasted the hors d'oeuvre, and I just can't wait for the main meal. You're listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend right here on Worldwide KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. I'll be back after this. Listening to Moments of Assurance Weekend here on Worldwide KFUO. Pastor Mark Hawkinson alongside. You can reach me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Talking about the ascension of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And um, how real is the ascension to you? <laughs> is this just something that doesn't uh, meld into your thinking, or, or how would you describe it for yourself? Is Jesus Christ real to you? Or is he just some great prophet that performed miracles and taught 2,000 plus years ago? Well, perhaps he doesn't seem all that real to you right now. And the problem is you live in time and space, limited to what you can taste, touch, smell, and see. Because of sin, it's easy to be content to live a time and space life, a bubble you never break because you like being in there. 
You're content, and so am I at times, to live out your life only from day to day, enjoying what you can see and hear and do. You go to ball games, concerts, you take vacations, you play golf, attend a neighborhood party, and the next week it starts all over again. And spiritual matters just don't seem to matter as much as they should or could. An old Norwegian catechism says that God our Father called us aside one day in the home palace of heaven and sent us out to this island colony called Earth. And after describing what our life would be like here, on earth. Our Lord ends by saying, the greatest danger is that you may fall in love with this island colony so that you will not care to return to the home kingdom. Love the island because it is my possession, but do not love it because it is your home. It is not your home. Your home is here in the palace with me. Well, it's easy when you're in the time and space bubble to be more concerned about this world and call this world home. And that's why the ascension of Jesus, taken just as it stands, is not real to your senses. It's out there somewhere. You know it's true. You just can't quite process it as applying personally to you. So you need a bubble breaker. And so do I. A way to get out of your senses, out of what you can see, taste, hear, and smell. You need spiritual power to see above to another world where you and I will be an occupant at just any time. And we'll get to see the same Jesus the disciples saw. Imagine that. Indeed, the power of the Holy Spirit who taught the disciples to get them ready for their missionary journey is the same Holy Spirit who not only teaches you about Jesus, but also convinces you he is who he says he was and is, the Son of God and the Savior of the world, now ascended to the right hand of the Father. He is your spiritual bubble breaker to get outside of yourself and uh, the realm of this world and into the spiritual realm in Jesus Christ. One author has written, Christ's ascension meant triumph and joy for his disciples. As a rule, the departure of a beloved leader brings sorrow and grief to his followers. We think of Socrates, the great philosopher. While he was drinking the poisonous hemlock, how he tried in vain to banish the despair of sorrowful followers. You might remember November 22, 1963, when President Kennedy was assassinated. You'll recall particularly the bleakness and blackness of that day, the sorrow and sadness that filled the whole world. But the departure of Jesus Christ was entirely different. It meant triumph. It meant joy to his followers because the angels appeared and they said, this same Jesus will come again in the same way as you have seen him go into heaven. That's the joy of it for you and for me right there. This same Jesus who is now seated at the right hand of the Father is coming back. And the scripture states, every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him. The scriptures get you ready for this return with these words in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised, the mortal will put on immortality, and we, that is those who are still alive, shall be changed. That is, you're going to be receiving your glorified body, and it will happen as fast as an eye twinkles. Indeed, the ascension is factual. It's actual. Jesus is real. He is joyfully coming for you. You will see him as he is. Go to the Lord's precious word. Partake of his blessed sacraments, and you're going to be fed by Christ 
and you'll be in the spiritual realm in a limited way until you no longer need to be limited because you'll have him right there with you in heaven forever. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson. Reach me at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO, the official broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Your support is vital for this program to continue. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518, or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.